0: This of God true. I'm going to pray and then I'm going to start where I started last week because it's so important. I need to repeat. Sometimes we need to hear something over and over again until it sinks into our spirit. Remember what the word says. It says it is the word of faith that we preach. It's in your mouth and in your heart. When we speak the word of faith, I really don't understand it, but God does. It's a mystery. I accept it. He says when we speak the word of faith, the word of faith gets in your mouth and it gets in your heart. Romans chapter 10. It says it's the word of faith that we preach. If you believe, you confess with your mouth, you'll be saved. Salvation is believing the word of faith that you hear. I don't have to worry. I speak the word of faith. And as you hear the word of faith, because you're sitting, listening, and agreeing with me, that word of faith, that incorruptible seed of the word of God goes into your mouth and in your heart. Your responsibility is to speak it. Amen. Yes, to speak it. I do that every time I pray. I let the devil know very clearly, openly that I believe, based on the word of God, sin does not have dominion over me. Romans 6, 14. I do not have to struggle with anything. It's it's what I know, based on the word of God. I don't have to be struggling with anything. That's what I do these days. Every day I tell the devil, I let my father know, thank Him, God that you have said in your words, sin doesn't have dominion over me. God wasn't suggesting. He said, that's the fact. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Romans 6, verse 14. And then he is my shepherd, I shall not want. No matter what's happening, I'm relying on him. I have peace because I know God's going to provide for me. And I've got to depend on him and him alone. How? I really don't know. But I have to trust him. I have to trust him. And uh, he's giving us a word, Angela and I, from the very beginning. My family will not know want. That's what he told me. Uh, this is something I wrote down years back. And I'm standing with that totally, uh, no matter what's going on, trusting in God. And sickness does not have power over me. I got power over cancer. You know that? Can I brag on what God has given me? (laughs) I have power over every sickness, every disease. Do I have symptoms from time to time? Oh, yes. You get tempted sometimes, right? I reject the temptation. Don't accept it. Don't accept the temptation. I know the truth and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free first second corinthians chapter 1 verse 20 says for all the promises of god are yes and in him so shall it be amen so shall it be that's the word amen all the promises of god are yes once, once you discover the promise of God, God says, yes, you got it. That's what he says. And in him, so shall it be. That's what it's saying. Thank you, Father God. Speak to us by your spirit tonight in the name of Jesus. We trust fully in you. Our hope is in you. Spirit of the living God, speak and encourage us and take us to another, another a higher place, oh God a higher ground in, in the work with God another level in Jesus name amen it says for in other words because right that's the, name, the meaning of the word for because all the promises of God are yes when God gives you a promise it's yes once you discover the promise, God says, Yes. And in Him, Amen. In other words, so shall it be. So shall it be. So every time you discover God's promise, tell yourself, Yes. And the angels are saying with you, Yes. Don't be too gentle, gentlemen and ladies. We don't have to be gentle with the devil. Amen. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent ones take it by force. Yes! That's what God says. God said that. I didn't say that. All because God wants you to say yes to it because with God all his promises are yes. And in him, so shall it be. So shall it be. And why? Whatever the promise does in your life is for His glory. For His glory. It says, to the glory of God. How? Through you. Amen? Through your life. Through your life. As God walks His promises through you, He gets glory. That means if the promises are not working in your life, God's not getting much glory, right? i got to have the promises working for me. And I don't have to limit God. And I don't have to depend on what I see with my own eyes right in front of me. That's what's hindering us. That's what discourages us. Because we are constantly looking in the natural and we're forgetting we that the Bible says greater, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We forget all of that. And we're leaning on the arm of flesh. So if he doesn't walk in the flesh, we immediately get discouraged. Because we're short-sighted spiritually. We can't really see God, so we get discouraged. And we, Yeah, there are moments of discouragement. Temptations will come, right? I don't have to accept it. Amen? Just don't have to accept it. You can fight back. The Bible says resist the devil. He'll run from you, right? No, he'll flee from you in terror because you're standing your ground. Amen? That's what this is all about. It's an exercise in faith. It's an exercise in faith. You're exercising to win. And as you run, you win, and your father is on the stand clapping for you. That's my son. That's my daughter we're winning. Amen? So all of the promises of God, uh, yes, and for God, again, talking about the promise, in Romans 4, verse 16, it says, therefore it is of faith. To gain the promise is of faith that it might be according to grace. In other words, it's just not how good you have been. You know? It's not how many times you have attended church service. Even though that's important. When you attend church service a lot, guess what is at work in your life? Grace. It's by grace. Through faith. When you love to be in God's presence constantly, that's faith. And it's working through, by grace. It's through grace. It's not works. And so God says, it's not what you do. It's by grace. It's through faith. That, me, that it might be according to Grace. It's God's favor. And in in, uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 17, it says that you have received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. That's what God delivered to you when you received Christ. You can't be more righteous than the other person. Peter is not more righteous than I am because he also received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. So if you are born again, you have grace and you have faith. You are not going to have faith. You already have faith and you have grace. The greatest faith a man can have on earth is the faith of being born again. You receive that faith and you got this abundance of grace and you also have the gift of righteousness. You are righteous before God regardless of where you are coming from. You got the righteousness of God. So the, the promise can be is only according to grace by faith. So that the promise might be sure, in other words, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, every one of them, every one of you. God did it by grace, not what you've done, so that you can be sure that this promise is for you. In other words, for All the promises of God are what? Yes, for you, because you received, God wanted it to be sure for you. No doubt about it if you are a Christian. That's what God is saying. No doubt about it if you're a Christian. The promise of God for your life is sure. And it's by grace, not by what you've done, not where you're coming from, not what happened to you yesterday, not what even happened to you today. But because you are standing by grace, yes, the promise of God is sure for you. And God says yes. And in him, because you are in him, so shall it be. So that God gets glory as the promises walk through you. So that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Every one of us. Every single one of us. Pastors, apostles, don't matter. As long as you are a seed, this promise is sure it will work in your life. God watches over his word to perform it. It will always work. Many times we move too much. And God is not able to flow into us. Before before he gets through the work that he's doing in us, we're gone. It's like this, going through the McDonald's drive-thru. You better give it to me now I'll go to the next one. Quickly. Quick, quick, quick stuff. Sometimes it's not like that. Because God has to do a deep work in you. Deep calls out to, to deep. And I'm telling you right now, I can feel it in my spirit. As you're hearing me, God's transforming your life. I'm telling you, God's put in so much faith in you and you're going to rise. Nobody's going to stop you. You may not be aware of what the spirit of God is doing in you right now, but I guarantee you there is spiritual transactions going on in your life just by you hearing what I'm saying to you. He's doing that with me as well. It's a double-edged sword. Amen? It's double-edged. It cuts that way, he cuts this way. And we're going somewhere. The promise is sure. He makes it very sure, not to those who are under the law, but also to those who are of faith of Abraham. I'm surprised Abraham is mentioned here. It's a faith of Abraham, who is the father of all. So we're talking about all the promise and then the promise here, so that God wants you show sure and God himself is rich. Romans ten verse twelve says that for there is no distinction between Jew or Greek, it does not matter who you are, male or female, whether you are born again yesterday, born again today, it doesn't matter. Mature Christian, no mature Christian, you're just starting off, if you love God, they promise you sure. Sometimes those who are set in their ways, God has a real hard time dealing with them. That's what happened with the Pharisees and the religious leaders of their time. They couldn't understand it. And then Jesus said, the prostitutes and those who who just accept, he said, oh, yeah, I'll go for that. Jesus said, those prostitutes, the sinners, they are entering the kingdom before you. You got no understanding because you have all these religious things that you've put in your mind thinking, I have to be this before God does that. And so we'll talk about, I was talking to Pastor Paul this morning. We're talking about, oh, I prayed for five hours. Therefore, God is doing. It's not because you prayed for five hours. Can you go up to the cross and die? It's not because you prayed for five hours. If you're praying for five hours, guess who led you? The Spirit of God. And he empowered you to do that. That was not you. That's him. He's got to be by him. That's why some works are going to be burnt. Because it wasn't done in the Holy Spirit. It was done according to the flesh, and generally that leads to death. Everything that that thing touches, after a while, will die. You're talking about that is by grace and by faith. And you, the thing about grace and faith, you can touch it. Can I go? Can touch this again? No, you don't want that. <laughs> it keeps going. It keeps going. And it keeps growing. There's no limits to it. It's limitless. I like the word when God says incorruptible seed. The seed never dies. He stays in you constantly. There is no distinction between the Jew or the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all. Open your mouth wide, God says, and I'll fill it. We're not opening in our mouth real wide. We are considering our place and our resources first before we open our mouth. That's what Moses did with God. He says, You know, God, I can't speak. You know, God, I, I, I'm not eloquent. God says, Who made man's mouth? Cut it out, he said. That was my words. My God, that's what he meant. Cut it out, Moses. I made your mouth. I'll, I'll give you a mouth. And Jesus promised, I'll give you a mouth. God, Jesus said that. We need our mouth, right? God, I'll give you a mouth, he said. And the wisdom that your enemies will not be able to resist organ's here. That's what Jesus told us. And guess what? If you're born again, you got that mouth. That's why I know I can speak to devils and they'll listen. I can speak to sickness and they'll listen. Every time I speak, they'll listen. Because when I speak in the name of Jesus, it's as if Jesus himself is speaking. And they can't resist his word. And he lives in me. Jesus said, in that day you'll know that I am in the Father and you are in me and I in you will one. We can't be resisted. Amen? We can't be resisted. Galatians says about Abraham's promise, and if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heir. Again, we're talking according to the promise. The promise that God says, all the promises of God, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 12, all the promises of God are yes. And in him, so shall it be for God's glory through us. Amen? Through us as God is walking through us. And we're not just speaking words. These are words of life. That's what the angels told Peter and John. He says, go out. tuck them out of prison. Go to the temple stand and give them this, the words of this life. These are words of life. And they change things in the natural. So, that's what it is. If you are Abraham's seed and that's who you are, You are an heir according to the promise. And God's promise says, yes. You have a right to that promise. You do have a right to every promise that God has given in his word. And the promises in the New Testament are much greater than those in the Old Testament. They are much greater. And that promise in the Old Testament, God spoke to uh, to, uh, um, Abraham In um, Genesis chapter 12, God says, Get out of your country and from your father's house, from your family, and from your father's house. That's what every one of you has done when you came to Christ, right? Spiritually, that's exactly what you did. You were familiar with your life, you had your own life in the world with your father. I don't want to say this to sound kind of awkward. <laughs> but Jesus said you are of your father the devil, right? We were in his witness camp, children of the devil. But we heard God's voice come out from your father's house, from your family and come to a place that I'm going to show you up there. We're still we're not there yet. Just like Abraham, we're on our way on our way back there. And God says if you move, I'll bless you. And that's what you've done. You moved. You came. That's why you're here tonight. Amen. God says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to show you unusual favor. That's what God said. That was in the Old Testament. He says, I will make your name great. You know what that is? I'll make you famous. I don't let that go. That's a promise. Amen. I'll make you famous for the right things. Amen. I'll make you famous. I'll make your name great. I'll make a nation out of you. We read those scriptures and we say, ah, that's nice. How is God going to do it for me? I'm just little me in Cyprus. Well, what about those people? They came from somewhere. Probably not a better place than Cyprus. But God's using them. Why not me? God, please don't forget me. You know that song, Pass Me Not to Gentle Savior? I don't think he's passing me not. He's passing by. He's going to get my attention. I'll cry out loud. It's not passing us, but in the New Testament, this is what it says, and I need us to put this on Second uh, Peter chapter one, verse two through four. It says, "Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to what." Life and godliness. Anything left out? Anything left out with regards to godliness or life? They're all there for us. They're all there for us. Everything that pertains to life and godliness. So God has given us uh, through the knowledge of him. Who has called us to glory and virtue. God called you to glory, not God's glory, but you. He called you to glory and virtue. Power. I have power. Not only authority, but God's giving me power. Jesus said, I give unto you power over all the powers of the enemy. Any left? No. All the powers of the enemy. To tread on serpents and on scorpions. Luke chapter 10 to tread on serpents and on scorpions and He's promised me and nothing shall by any means hurt you I was talking to pastor Paul this morning and talking about witches and how they can do stuff and hurt people Them then people praying Christian fasting and praying so that the witch will not come over I said Paul I won't waste my breath praying over a witch that's stupid let the witch pray because I'm coming to town. All they are possessed with is a little demon called a witch. I'm possessed with the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to be praying about protection against the witch. Let the witch be praying for protection of, for me coming back in town. And that's the truth. That's just the truth. Jesus said, if you say to this mountain, be thou removed. I can tell the witch to be removed. No. <laughs> you got that power. But notice what it says. Everything that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. So the knowledge of him is so important. Who called us to glory and power. By which, by which has been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. That through this you might, that, that you might be partakers of what his divine nature that's better than just making your name famous. You are like God, your father, everywhere you go. We have his divine nature. And we have to believe these things. God's never afraid of anything. God's never concerned about anything. God's never forgetful. We're humans. We can't. But thank God we got the Holy Spirit. We can ask the Holy Spirit. And he'll tell us. Jesus said when he's come, he'll he, he teach us all things. That's the important thing. God is so good, he wants us to, to partake of his divine nature. We're like Jesus in the world. Jesus was the light of the world, and Jesus said, now you are the light of the world. So the same anointing Jesus carried, he transferred over to me. I don't have to be afraid of anything, no evil, nothing. He just, because God gave his promise. No evil is going to come near me. That's what the scripture says. Psalm 91 is very clear. We need to believe the scriptures. I need to believe the scriptures. And I stand firm in those scriptures. I got nothing to fear. The worst of it is to die. I'm ready for that. I got a better place up there. And I'm not going to be worrying myself about what's happening here. Because God can take care of me. He's big enough to take care of me. Amen? God's big enough to take care of me. No matter what the devil does, it's not going to work. Isaiah 54 says, they will surely gather. They will gather against you. But any of them that gathers against you will fall for your sake. Let all the demons come together and make, do their meetings against the Ark Fellowship. It will not work. I give them notice, it won't work. And everything you say against the art fellowship, God is already cursed. It won't work. We're going somewhere. We're going to reach the world. And nobody is able to stop us. Please stay with this camp, not the other camp. Amen? Don't talk negative. Believe God. Now, there are secrets to your high place there are secrets to your high place in Deuteronomy 2 verse 3 it says you have skirted this mountain long enough. Many times it's so easy for us as Christians to get comfortable you get comfortable even in a church. We got a church, everything is going well, pastor says I'm having fun my people love me and I love my people let's just stay here and build this tent God says no, you have been around this place of comfort long enough. You have been around this place of security long enough. You have been around this place, this mountain of peace long enough. God says let's go northward. In other words, let's go to another level. There is always another level with God. Anything with God is limitless. We can't limit him. We're going to another level. I'm going to another level. I want you to join me as we go into another level. God's going to be working with us. And if you sit still, you'll be left behind. I really believe that with all of my heart. God says, come out from this place of security. You feel good about it. I'm secure. God's doing work. We're talking about the The pastors behind me. I think God can do greater than that. I want to go for something greater than that. I have to believe God for something greater than that for my life. I'm not going to sit back and say, well, how wonderful God's been treating us so good. If in fact, in that same chapter, verse 7, God says, you have been around here and I've made sure you're blessed and you have lacked nothing. Read verse 7 in the same chapter. You have lacked nothing, but God says, but even though you've lacked nothing, The time has come for you to get away from this mountain. Let's move northward. Let's move upward. That's what God is telling us to do. And I'm telling you, church, we are ready. I'm ready. I want something better. I'm not just looking for a full church. We will have a full church. Whether you disagree or not, thank God you're not God. No. (laughs) He agrees with me. But I know not, none of you here has that mind. All of us have that mind. We're going to grow. We're going to grow. If you don't agree with me, you won't be here tonight. But you, we all agree. But some there are people out there that may think, well, that's just a little church. How are they going to do this? Well, that's not us. I mean, he said, that's not us. That's not us. We're growing, every one of us. They are not God. They can determine our future. I mean, I'm talking about those without it they're not God, they can do anything to me. They can do anything to you. We're going upward. Amen? The church is going to grow. This church is going to grow. All of us will do it together. Amen? We're going to grow. We're going to reach the world. I'm not just talking about a big church. We have a work to do for our father. And I tell you what, if we get involved with that work, it's going to be really great for us. Because when God takes a church to another level Guess what happens to everybody in the church? We all go to another level. And you know what God's going to do? I've been, I can see it in my spirit. God will bless people so mightily financially. You're not going to be concerned about finances anymore. All you're concerned about, where is, where, where is the next project? <laughs> where, we're, where we're going? I never consider finances because he's going to be there. When I, if God has put that in my heart, I'm ready to go. The money is going to come in. I know by the training of God, as we've started our church here, I've asked God many times, I need 10,000. I need 15,000. I need 20,000. Not every time I've got everything, but there have been so many times where he's given me the exact amount and a few changes added to that. You can talk to Irina, and she tell you. I never get discouraged when I don't get it. I look for the next week for a bigger one to make up for that. So I don't have to depend on anybody. If a rich man comes here, he says he's rich, and he thinks he's the one supplying our need usually. Once I hear it from his mouth, I tell God, move him to another church that needs him. We don't need him here. Amen. Because he's got to be the source, not man. He's got to be the source. And yet, those that are humble and stay with him and they support, God's going to take them to a greater heights, because they're humble and they recognize he is the source. You've been around this mountain so much. You see, everything that God does, he keeps in secret. God's that kind of a person. He loves to keep secrets. That's just who he is. For some reason, God delights in a person who wants to know his secrets. Don't understand it. He's committed to revealing secrets to those who are committed to receive secrets secrets from him. He's just God. That's what I understand. Deep calls out to deep. If you desire to know secrets, God will show it to you. You have to know that and I'm coming to that in this message. If you just stay still and you're satisfied, God doesn't bother with you. You got your ticket to heaven and you're going. But right here, he knows and the devil knows we're not going to bother with him. He already got his ticket. I'm not satisfied with the tickets alone. I'm not satisfied. You see, many times we forget that this is the life we know. You know that? We don't know about the life to come. God has shattered all of it in secret. Nobody knows. When God opens your eyes to know what the other life will be, your life will change. Once you recognize what, the, and, and remember, this life, in the light of eternity, is but a drop in the bucket. I got to prepare for my life to come. Because when you get there, your status, when you get there, that status you will be in through eternity, that would never change. If you are a gatekeeper, you'll be satisfied being a gatekeeper all through eternity. You can't change that. I think I have that understanding. And I said it before John and James had that understanding. They knew by revelation they got into God's secret. Notice if the other apostles understood that they would have asked Jesus. They never did. These two individuals understood it. And they asked Jesus we want to sit on your right and we want you to sit on your left. They got they had they entered into God's secret. If I get to heaven and actually see those two guys there, I won't be shocked. They asked for it. They desired it. And the Bible tells us, the desires, I believe it's Proverbs chapter, I think it's 24. um, It says, the desires of the righteous shall be granted. When you desire something, God grants it. If there is no desire, God doesn't know what to do with you and me. There's got to be a desire. He says it is the glory of God to conceal a matter. Proverbs 25 verse 2. But the glory of kings to search out the matter. The secrets of the Lord are with those that fear him. Psalm 25. The secrets of the Lord is with those who fear him. In other words, God keeps secrets, but he wants to reveal his secrets only to those who fear him. And his secrets will transform your life. It's the glory of kings to search out a matter. The secrets that you'll find will, will change your life. He says, and he will show them his covenant. You know what that means? When you got God, you, you're already in covenant with God. But there is a, the ways of the covenant. God had a covenant with Abraham. And God testified, he would teach his children to walk in the way. What way? The way of the covenant. There is a way for the New, New Testament covenant. And God has to reveal the covenant to you so that you can benefit from the covenant which is the same type of covenant he made with Abraham. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. So God is giving you the power to know his secret. To you you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. To those who are without, it's all by parables. They will never understand it. Why? Because the knowing of the, the secrets of God, the mysteries of God, transforms your life. So you can talk to a person from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., and there will be no difference until their eyes are opened. That's why Paul says, I never cease to pray for you that the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened, so you will know the hope of your calling. Until you know the hope of your calling, you can never get into the hope of your calling. You got to know it first. And all of those things are shrouded in secrets. So, and God enjoys people to know his secrets. And every one of us have been given that right. If you are a Christian, you can know God's secrets. You can. Acts chapter 10, verse 34 and 35. It says, Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth... I perceive, I get this revelation now. In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. God doesn't care who. If you get a hold of his secret, he'll walk with you. Even if you were a murderer, he'll walk with you. Once you get a hold of his secret. He shows no partiality. He's all by faith. So that the promise is sure to everyone who is a seed. Everyone can benefit. God shows no partiality. He's not partial to anyone. Sometimes you think that this Christian, God must favor him better than, more than he does me. Because look at what God's doing in his life. No, God says no, he doesn't do that. If you fear him, this is what Peter is saying. But every nation, but in every nation, every nation. Whoever fears him and walks righteousness, you know, walking righteousness, you are already righteous, and then righteousness has the fruit of righteousness. We talked about this. Second Corinthians chapter 9, we talked about the fruit of righteousness. If you walk righteousness, <laughs> you will receive the fruit of righteousness. Everyone in every nation who walks righteousness, everyone is accepted by him. Doesn't matter who. Male or female, if they get into a secret, you will do it. In those days, when I, was in, 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 when I was in Georgia in the 80s, there were people preaching this message of prosperity, and people name it, blab it, you heard that kind of stuff. And, and they put it down. And, and when they argued against it, what their major, major argument was, if they really believe this stuff, why don't they go to Africa and preach it? It used to irritate me when I hear it because I'm an African. And I'm saying, what's wrong with us? What's wrong with Africans? Stop preaching that way. But in their mind, if God's really God and you believe these things you are believing, God can really bless people. Africa is poor. You really need to show your faith. Go and preach this message in Africa and see if it works. Guess what God said? God says, you're challenging me? You're talking to me? <laughs> and guess what? Now pastors, my, the, my pastor friend, that I grew up with in my little city, they told me his ministry has a jet. He has a personal jet now. Yeah, I'm in America still driving a car. Not kidding. <laughs> if he comes to America, guess what? He gets in his jet. I have to stand in line and be padded all over <laughs> before I get. He comes in his jet, he gets back and gets back in his jet after he's preached to our church. I, I'm thinking of bringing him here, but uh, that will really be a good day. But I'm always saying, brother, let me get this secret. <laughs> you know. But he, he will preach here, and then after the service, he says, I'm going back home. I'll take him to the airport. He walks into his jet, and he's going back. For me, I have to book, go online, and to get my tickets. <laughs> and sometimes they reject. You have to pay for luggage and all of that stuff extra luggage and all of that stuff he didn't have to deal with it and he's an African they're not saying that anymore because God says you're talking to me about my word in every nation everyone who fears him and works righteousness is accepted with him doesn't matter where he lives it's not according to your job amen it's not according to your country, even if they're poor. This is a poor nation. And now look. And these are pastors. It's not only pastors in the U.S. that have jets. <laughs> they have several. Now, Baradara Mola told me of a pastor that, whose ministry probably has five jets because he has to travel and his, his ministers in the same congregation traveling to different parts of the world, establishing churches. They have no time to stand in line in, at the airport. They got to go there, minister, and go back again to another country to minister. So God's giving them jets. Amen. It's not just their own jets. They got work to do. And standing in line and, oh, my flight has been canceled. Wait till tomorrow. Come back. Uh-uh. God says, we don't have that. You know what God did to Philip? you Remember that? He transported him. At that time, they don't have jets. Now that we have jets, God says, I'm not going to transport. I'll just give you a jet. <laughs> okay oh yes amen i'm glad for them amen don't you ever criticize them i'm glad for them pray for your own but get busy so you can need the jet amen god only gives you according to your need and your desire god i can't stand in this airport waiting all the time i got work to do god says give me a jet get i'll give you a jet what did you say i give you a jet. I don't know if I can handle that, God. You want it or not? <laughs> oh, yes, I really know. Okay, don't, don't say another word. I'll bring it to you. Amen? I would love it if our ministry has a jet. So Angela and I can go around. <laughs> uh, but that's the God we serve. Let's not limit him, okay? let's not limit him, it's not a part, part I'm not interested in material things, but if I got to work I need it, God's going to give it and we're going to another level, amen in every nation, I like this scripture, can you see that this scripture has been fulfilled, in every nation it doesn't matter where you live it doesn't matter who you are if you get a hold of the promise for all the promises of God I am what? yes and in him, so shall it be for his glory. God's promises can transform your life. Never have anything to be impossible for you because Jesus says, if you believe, all things are possible to him who believes. That's why we are believing in our church here. We're going to be a church that, is, that has a significance in our world. I believe that and saying it to us, because I believe it. And I believe I will see it in my lifetime. If I don't, this same church, will come. people will come out of here because the work will continue that will do exactly that. I really believe it with all of my heart. So let's get ready. Amen? Let's get ready. There is no distinction with God. I'm going to close with this tonight. That's finally and finally, I suppose this is going <laughs> because I still have a lot and I think I have the time. God's secrets are given to us for guidance, to lead us. God's secrets are given for us because He wants to guide us. That's why Romans chapter 8 verse 14 says, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. They are the mature sons of God. His secrets are given to us for guidance so that we can be successful in life in whatever we do. When God opens your eyes, even in the natural world, And gives you a secret of how things work. So that you can manufacture something. Your life is never the same. If God gives you a divine idea. To manufacture something that will better people's lives. Your life is transformed. But that secret is given to you, right? He gave you the knowledge. And he guides you through. So that you're successful. The Bible tells us, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, Joshua 1 verse 8, day and night that you may be able to do all that is written in this book. It says, for them you shall make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. So the secrets of God are with those that fear him. And when you meditate on the word and you stay with that, God will begin to give you, open your eyes to the secret of God. Things that eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into a man's heart. It says those things are the things that God has prepared for those that love him. So he gives you those secrets to guide you. He leads you. It's only those who are led by God that can lead. You cannot lead unless you are being led by God. You cannot master the act of leading unless God's leading you. So, his secrets are for your leading in life. So, God leads you through life. Tells you what to do. That's what I believe. And when the time, the season is not come, God doesn't say a word and you keep going. And then all of a sudden, at that season, the right time, he lets you know into his secret and what he wants to do. And then he guides you and leads you and brings all the resources together so you can get there. That's the way he does it. Being led by the Spirit is what takes you to a greater height in God. The spirit searches all things. Yes, even the deep things of God. Psalm 103. He says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not, none of his, all, not all, all of his benefits, who forgives your iniquities, heals all your diseases, uh, he blesses you, and then it goes down, David was writing this, but then David spoke about Moses, he said he made known his ways to Moses, 103 verse 7, his acts to the children of Israel. God made known his secrets to Moses. The children of Israel, all they saw was the outcome of what God was showing to Moses, his ways. Moses got his secrets. And Moses was that kind of man that God set aside for himself. God said, I spoke to him face to face. You remember? All other prophets. God said, I dealt with them by visions and by dreams and, and, you know, words of prophecy. But with Moses, I spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. In other words, he let Moses into his secret. When God lets let you into his secret, you will be great among men. No doubt about that. That's what Abraham had. When God said, I will make your name great. He's found afraid, And he found that in Moses. Now, I'm going to end with this. Exodus 11 verse 3. Yes, it's finally. <laughs> it says, and the Lord gave the people, that's the people of Israel, favor in the sight of the Egyptians. So, the people of Israel including Moses, had favor. And what we're talking about here, favor, when God gave them favor, you know what that translated into? Wealth. That's what it is. Read the book. God gave them favor in the sight of the children of of Egypt, including Moses. In other words, they took all their gold and their silver, They they gave them to them, to the children of Israel. But look at what he says about Moses. Moreover, Moses was a part of that. Because of Moses and God letting Moses into his secrets, the children of Israel benefited. If you are around people that carry a lot of favor upon your lives, guess what's going to happen to you? he will rub off on you. You know what happened to Lot? Lot was rich because he was around Abraham. He got so rich. Not because God favored Lot, But Lord was really close to Abraham, and so God blessed him. I like to look for those people who God is favored. I want to get into it. I've noticed that everyone that comes around Kenneth Copeland gets a plane. And and you've heard me say this. Somebody said to Angela in prophecy, you're going to be with uh, uh, Gloria Copeland on television. I said, Angela, that's a wonderful prophecy. When you go, I'll be sitting back at home waiting for my jet. And if you get back without a jet, I'll send you right back. <laughs> you know, I got to see that jet. But everyone that's in his ministry, they get a jet. Craft Dollar talked about the day Kenneth said, I need you to come and walk with me. That was the beginning of his jet on the way. He says, moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt. Possibly the people respected him more than they respected Pharaoh himself because God made him that. When God said to Moses, I will make you a god over Pharaoh, that's what he became because he entered into God's secret. When God reveals a secret to you, you will be great among men. I don't care where you came from. I don't care what family you came from. I don't care if you came from a village. That's what's happened to Billy Graham. And you see it all over the world. As God speaking of people from obscure locations, tiny families, and then he shows them to the world. And people are happy to be in their presence. I read about T.L. Osborne. That presidents will write, presidents around the world will send a letter to them please hurry we need you here and when he shows up the, the, the president's limousine is waiting for him at the airport and president's bowing to a man of God we need your help small place in, in, in Oklahoma known all over the world that's the example that we have your God is too small but everything that God starts starts small and God says Don't despise the days of small beginnings. Our fellowship, we will not despise the days of small beginnings. Yes. We're going to be great. Amen. Can I hear an amen? Amen. We are going to be great. That man was very great in the land of Egypt. In the sight of Pharaoh's servants. Pharaoh's ministers. Moses walks in and they want to shake his hand. Good morning, sir. Yes. Whether Pharaoh is there or not, they could care less. They respected this man because he has, he has the secrets of God. And that was being shown to them. And he says, both in the eyes of Pharaoh's ministers, secretaries, they feared him. He was great in just sight, including the people. And we're serving the same God. Amen. We're serving the same God. I know it's so easy to look and then you say, well, you're saying all of these things, this is what we're just here in Cyprus. I'm looking beyond that. I'm looking beyond what you see with your eyes. Amen? Don't know the future. He holds the future. But I'm not going to stay discouraged. I'm going to stay with God's word. And we're doing this together. Every one of us. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Many of you have been taken to another level right now. God's taking you to another level. I need us to keep coming, amen? Because even though you don't understand what's going on, I don't, but there is a lot of spiritual transactions going on right here between you and your father and what's happening here because Jesus is here with us tonight. Stand up with me tonight. I need you to see yourself great. Never limit God. Don't say you're too young or too advanced in age. I believe that God says God can do in one year what you've been trying to do for over 50 years. He can do that, He can transform. And sometimes what God is showing me for the Ark Fellowship is this He's going to happen so quickly if we're not ready. He's going to overtake us. That's why these days I'm beginning to work to put, Angel and I working to put a lot of order because I've heard that in my spirit. God is about to do something great for the Ark Fellowship. And I'm saying, you get ready. Plug in. You don't want to be a doorkeeper. Plug in. Find your place because we're going somewhere. It's going to come so quick. God has shown me vision in the past. And it's going to be, I really believe, and I'm going to speak it boldly, uh, we're going to cause a lot of problem with this road here. Amen. We will. And they're not coming just to share, Pastor, good luck. They're coming because of what God is doing at the ark with every one of you. Amen. God's using you, and they want to be a part of it. That's what's going to happen. I speak it. I believe it. I believe it with all of my heart. Can I hear an amen? That means you agree with me. Stay with me and believe with me come into agreement. If two shall agree concerning anything, Jesus said, that they shall ask, it shall be done. Let's be in agreement. Forget about your financial situations or whatever is happening in your life, the troubles. Forget about them. God's going to take care of them. Even if he has to do with relationships, God's going to take care of them. Everything is going to be in order. God says, in the day of your power, your people will be ready. I believe that today is the day of God's power. My people will be ready in the day of my power, God tells us. And the time has come. Amen? I'd like you to see that that time has come. God's about to do something at the ark. Get plugged in. Amen? Let's lift our hands up to the Lord tonight. I have confidence not in myself, but in him. If you hear me saying anything, it's not because of me. It's because I believe in him. And he's not looking to my strength. He's not looking to my resources. He's not even looking to what I'm saying. He is God. And he's God over us. His zeal will perform what his word says. All his promises for you. All God's promises for your life tonight. For you. is yes. All his promises that pertains to life these exceedingly great and precious promises that God has given to us so that we can partake of his divine nature all of those promises tonight I declare as a servant of God for your life is yes yes and in him so shall it be from this very night in the name of Jesus By the power of the name of Jesus. Increase. Extend the borders of your tent. Open your mouth wide. Dream. Dreams. Bigger than Joseph's dreams. In Jesus name. Because the zeal of the Lord will perform it. God's going to take our church and every one of us. No one of us is going to be left behind nobody i speak it by the power of the name of jesus no one is going to be left behind everyone hearing my voice tonight by the power of the name of jesus by the power of the blood of jesus everything that's coming against your life everything that's coming to hinder your life i curse it tonight by the power of the name of jesus they will no longer have an influence in your life you are free from them tonight don't care what it is sickness, disease, relationship, job, finances, all of it by the power of the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. I curse all of those things and command them to live your life in Jesus name. And I command abundance of grace according to the word of God and that gift of righteousness with the fruit of righteousness upon your lives in Jesus name. There will be increase in your life nothing will decrease in your life everything that is precious will increase in your life and everything that's unwanted will die out of your life Mm -hmm. and only that which is good will come to you in Jesus name that's the favor God has given to you That's the favor God has given to you. And no devil, no spirit, no principality, no power can stand before you all the days of your life, can stand in your way in Jesus' name. God has blessed you, and no man can curse you. No one can curse you. No one can curse you to suffer. He is your shepherd. I take that back. He is your good shepherd. I don't care how you feel about yourself. He is your good shepherd. Jesus has made himself your shepherd. And he's going to bless you. He's going to take care of you. In Jesus' name. God's going to take care of you. God's going to take care of your children. God's going to take care of your family. God's going to take care of your finances. God's going to take care of your debts. God's going to take care of anything. That's troubling your life. So that you can have peace in him. So that you can go to this higher place. That we're going in Jesus' name no one is able to stop us. As long as Jesus is seated at the Father's right hand, no one, no devil can stop us. We're going. We're going to the place where God's calling us. Higher ground. Higher ground in Christ. Nobody can stop us. Nobody can stop us. And I'm not just speaking words. I mean it. And I'm telling you the same God of the same God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ he's standing with us here tonight confirming his word with signs following that's exactly what you will experience that's That's exactly what you will experience he's risen from the dead he's no longer dead and I have him I was telling pastor Paul this morning I don't want to go to Israel don't have a desire to go I've been there in the spirit I've been to Calvary Amen? I've seen it. I used to have that desire, I want to go see Israel. I don't have it. Because the Bible says we don't know him anymore in the flesh. Only in the spirit. And I feel like I've been there. I was there with him in the grave. Why do I need to see the physical? I was there. I was with him there on the cross. I was there with him. I was there. I walked with him when he carried the cross. I was part of him. He did that all for me. I don't have the desire because I've seen him already. I've seen him. I've seen the Savior. Amen. And you have. You have. Doesn't mean if you want to go, that's wrong desire. No. It's just for me. I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. And you have been too. Amen. You have been. You have been. May God grant your heart's desire in Jesus' name. And may you make your desire greater bigger. It's got to be bigger than yourself. Your desire has to be bigger than yourself. It's got to be an impossible desire. Otherwise it's not from God. God doesn't do his stuff in bite sizes. He's got to be bigger than you. And God will give you your dream that's bigger because you can believe him. He's pleased with faith. If it's small, there is no need to use faith. But when you size up with something much bigger and everybody says it's impossible, God says, I like that. It pleases him. And then he meets you right there in a split second and the work is done. I'm believing God for something much bigger than the ark. Amen? We are going to reach the world. I don't like to discuss it with anybody. It's all in my heart. I'm going to. God told me that, and I will. I really will. It's going to happen. Let's pray again. Again. Can we go up to another finally? (laughs) You dismiss. God bless you.